When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos. Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source, it is truly appreciated. And once again, I'm speaking to Joe Sorrell. You got to go ahead and check him out today as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Be part of the great conversations that they have each and every day at LakersBall.com. Some great conversations back and forth on the Lakers, the Lakers history, what's going on in the NBA, and so much more. Check it out today, LakersBall.com. Joe, it's great having you here, but there's more to talk about on today's program. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is, with all the players that are coming in, and you kind of hinted it already previously, is which player that's coming into the Lakers? Not AD, not LeBron, not THT, and not Gasol, because those are the only guys that are coming back from last season's team. And I made this remark to the Lakerholics crew. I said that in the bubble the team that won the championships, there's only three guys from the bubble championship team that are currently on the roster. And that's THT, LeBron, and AD. And that's it. And that's it. At THT, you know, if he's traded away, that would leave two. So see right there what happens. But I want to ask you this, of all the new entries onto the Lakers roster, which one intrigues you the most? Kendrick Nunn. That's the most intriguing one right now. I, I yep, there, good choice. There, there's some, yeah, there's some question marks in terms of the focus after, let's say, again, Talon getting his new contract. There's going to be a wonder there on whether he will be comfortable or try to earn that contract. And then you got Russell Westbrook. Obviously, it's Russell Westbrook. You know, it's it's fun to know. It's nice to know that they got the third star in there. You know. Well, what intrigues you about Kendrick Nunn the most? Well, what intrigues me about Kendrick Nunn is he has a particular NBA game that I like. It's this kind of feisty, can shoot, can get to the hole, especially for a guy his size, and kind of has a reputation of being not team-oriented. Well, I mean, we saw – 
Well, we saw that in Miami where mm. there are periods of times where he would be on the bench and getting DNPs for like two, three, four games. Then mm. all of a sudden for whatever emergency that they need, like in the finals when they suffered some, Drogic and – Yeah, when Drogic went out. Yeah, and then yeah. they had injuries like that. Guess who came in and saved the day for them, at least in one of those games, was Kendrick Nunn. I mean, it, you saw this take place during the course of the season as well where the, he would be out of the rotation all of a sudden, they give him the call, and there he is scoring 20 to 25 points. Right. So my my observation of that was, why don't you just play Kendrick Nunn, who's fully healthy and capable, instead of a one-legged Dragic? I, I, I get that Dragic is the kind of like the, the organizer and the point guard, but you're getting half a player. Go and... Just let let the guy that's actually being effective right now make you know do his thing. But again, he, I'm I'm some schmuck out in Temecula saying this, and I'm going against Pat Riley and and Spo, you know Spolstra. It's not going to sound right when I say it like this, but from what I saw, I don't think he was given a fair shake there, and it might be because he might communicate in a way where it bothers people and. Now, the intriguing part is, being that we have Frank Vogel as the coach and somebody like Rob Palinka, who are company men, you know, they're going to try to do the company thing with them instead of being the iron man like a Pat Riley. And again, I'm more like a Pat Riley than I am a Frank Vogel or a Rob Palinka. You like those three-hour practices. It's like when you go to the gym, okay? When I grew up going to the gym, I was there a long time. And, and I, did, I wasn't there doing cardio either, okay? Cardio became a, a, a necessity because you get older and you got you to do cardio. But when I was a kid, when I was in college, I was, I was lifting weights. And, and lifting for 45 minutes never worked with me. So I don't know how to do anything other than to do it a lot. You know, and his way works too. You know, I like it. Pat Riley's way works, it still works. And, but at the same time, when, you know, you, you, you still got to look at every situation for what it is. Sometimes we get, we, we start falling into this trap where you start to assume everything's the same. There are earmarks for things. There are things that are, you know, the norm, like a certain person that you'll talk to that's, a certain personality, you'll know, oh, I know what he's going to do. I know what she's going to do. But you always still got to keep an open mind on what might not be there, which is, let's say Kendrick Nunn comes in here and Frank Vogel goes, listen, I know those guys didn't appreciate your talent. I have the two position open. You freaking kill it. I'm going to give you every opportunity to take that spot. It's yours. And let's see what these guys are made of. And that's that's how I'm looking at that situation. Because if one of those guys, especially him, because of his skill set, if one of our free agent signings comes in and plays lights out, it's over. It's over. It's that no one's going to beat him. So that's how I'm looking at that. On top of the fact that he can do. Get to the hole. He can shoot. He's got the attitude. So again, you're you're. If if he makes it, 
if he takes that spot above anyone else, it's going to be more valuable than any of any, any of the other new guys that are coming in. No doubt. What? No doubt. I'll tell you what, I think a lot of people out there are expecting, you know, obviously the big three to go ahead and dominate whatever stats on the team. <clears> and then everybody else is just going to get a pittance and a middling. I'm going to tell you, if someone like Kendrick Nunn comes on the team and he has that potential to go ahead and from time to time get you 20 to 25 points, and he does average in maybe 12, 15, 17 points a game, if he can do that for you, and provide consistent defense. I know he's 6'2", but he still plays really dogged defense against, uh, you know, as far as on a face-to-face basis. I really think that it could be a great sign for the team, especially during the regular season, because we're trying to find any which way we can to get the pressure off LeBron and get the pressure off AD so that they don't have to feel like they do everything. And not only will you have Russ there trying to go ahead and push the tempo each and every game, but do you have someone alongside him like Kendrick Nunn that can perform like, you know, we saw like in the finals and, you know, against us, against us in the bubble. And, and you just see that kind of potentials there. I really think he could be the key to a, a really magical season in LA. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no doubt that the talent is there. The attitude could be, could be what it is. And we end up finding out he's, he, he ends up being a Schroeder in a way. Um, and that, again, that, that when your, when your team is already having issues, that could be the, 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 the nail in the coffin, which that's what ended up kind of being the precursor until obviously AD finally got taken out. Schroeder didn't make things easy and because he, they, we needed him to be that guy and he, he, he didn't come through. If Kendrick Nunn doesn't become that guy, if he does become a problem, they can, jettison him and they, they have enough guys there to cover that and not have it be a problem. So we win either way, you know, this time anyone who's messing with the chemistry will likely not be a problem. They'll be able to shift them somewhere else and then just focus on the guys that want to actually, you know, do good here. Um, it, it also weighed a lot on and thinking of the last year as well. I think the pressure on Kyle Kuzma, it affected the team and it affected him as well. And again, that's sometimes with combination of something else and then com- combination of something else, it just, it kind of starts to eat itself just like a cancer. And we went through those, those droughts all year where they didn't score for five to six minutes. And those were the signs too, you know, like really, this, how do you not score with LeBron in the game? Guys that have won championships and hit big shots, no, no, it was there was a lot of there was a lot of evidence that they just were not clicking because you had players that were thinking too much, missing open shots. You had a guy who turned down twenty one million dollars a year for four years to start for the premier sports franchise in North America, and sunny Hollywood and all this and all that. So back to our discussion from last time, he didn't give a crap about that. You know, he didn't give a crap. He had the perfect setup playing with LeBron, playing with AD, you know, it just, I don't know. You know, again, we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to find out, obviously I'm, I'm very, very excited to find out. And I do believe those who don't come through, it won't be as detrimental this time as it was last year, because there was really no margin of error last year. 
because of the injuries, because of you want to use the bubble as an as you know, the season starting too early, things like that. That's it. Those things are all gone now in my book. Now it's time to go, okay, guys, you have everything you need. If I'm Rob Palinka and I'm Frank Vogel and I'm Genie and I'm going, okay, guys, we may have kind of, I know we were trying to improve some things, but we kind of maybe played our hand a little too much. Maybe we should have brought back Rondo and Dwight. Well, okay, we, we may have screwed that one up last year. And, of course, the season coming the way it went in with, with, with the bubble, you know, such a short amount of time. Okay, we've gotten past that. Now, here we are. Here's everything laid out. Here's everything that you guys need. You have plenty of time to, to you know, you have plenty of time to rest during the offseason. Let's go get number 18. Let's put this thing to bed, and let's put the green turds where they belong, which is underneath the purple and gold. Absolutely, because that's something that we can definitely think that could happen. And I, I believe that the team... Again, a lot. It is an older team, and it's like the oldest team in the NBA, average-wise. We know that going in, but I think there's going to be enough help and support there that can give the Lakers a good chance to go ahead and go all the way. I think in the Western Conference, I think you're right as far as your thoughts previously on where you think the Lakers will stand. I just think it's if sometimes if they do not finish number one, I think it's going to be either because a injuries or b like a lack of focus, like we talked about with AD that they know that they can win. They know they can bring up their game at any time. We've seen that with, like with the Lakers championship teams from the early 2000s. They turned it on when they wanted to turn it on. And I'm going to see with this team if they get off to a good start and they realize how good they are and they take their foot off the gas. And we'll see exactly how that, that lays out. Or if they keep it on the foot like they did during the 2019-2020 season when they were really dominant all year long. I think that early 2000s team, the three-peat team, a lot of that had to do with, obviously, Shaq. Oh, yeah, yeah. But but Phil also had a philosophy. <laughs> philosophy. Uh, Zen. Yeah. Of balance. Because one of the greatest stretches in sports that doesn't get talked about was the stretch between... March 30th of 2001 until December, I think it was 16th of 2001. It was obviously two seasons, but the run that the Lakers had during that process was they went, they finished the season eight, winning eight in a row. Then they went 15 and one in the playoffs, which was, which put them at 23 and one plus 24 games. Then they started the following year, 16 and one, 16 and one. And then you have 23 and one. They were 49 and two in that stretch. That's just mind boggling to me, you know, and both those seasons ended up being championship seasons, epic games, all this stuff. So there's a balance that you can also see. Even during the 01 season and the 2002 season, you saw how dominant they could be, and you didn't feel like, ah, these guys don't care. You kind of sensed it, especially in 01, because Kobe was injured for a lot of it, and then when he came back, that's when, you know, 
the, the feces hit the fan for everybody. I mean, as soon as they came back, it was like, oh, Kobe's passing the ball. You can say good night from now on. And then, of course, he went on to destroy the Spurs in 01. He destroyed the Kings on the road because if you don't remember, again, guys, I know a lot of the guys on Lakers ball young and don't remember, but the balance between Kobe and Shaq was Shaq dominated home, Kobe dominated on the road. The reason why Kobe had to dominate on the road was because Shaq was always in foul trouble on the road. It was it was hilarious how that always happened. And it was one of the most – that was probably the most irritating part of that era for me. It's like, why don't you just call the game the same way everywhere you go when you're a ref? Why do you got to call fouls that are the same damn fouls in L.A.? You don't call them in L.A., but you call them in Sacramento or in Portland or in San Antonio. It never made sense to me. So – Going back to what, our, what we were discussing again, the focus is going to have to be more about can you, did you really want this? I know LeBron wants it because every championship LeBron wins puts him closer to Jordan, even though in my book he'll never, he won't even touch Kobe. You know, when you talk about greatest player of all time, there's only two players I ever saw that I would put in my first two, which would be Michael at number one and Kobe at number two. And I've seen Magic play. I saw a little bit of Bird playing. I saw Hakeem play, Shaq, all these guys, LeBron. Those two had a different – it was, it's just different. It wasn't just their Mamba mentality or their, their incredible will to win. It was the game they played, you know, their, their physical game. No one – I've never seen anyone other than Jordan – and Kobe play that way. LeBron, yeah, he's big. Yeah, he's this. Yeah, he's. But there's there are flaws in his game. I'm talking strictly basketball, not accomplishment. Because LeBron James has a chance to be the greatest ever in terms of accomplishments in the NBA. He is maybe three years away when he beats Kareem's record. When he he might have 40,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, and 10,000 assists. That's ridiculous. No one will ever break that record, ever. That's the most ridiculous record in my in my book when it comes to LeBron. I, I can't even fathom that idea. 40,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, 10,000. That's just freakish. So he's going to be focused. Westbrook's going to be focused because that's who he is. He's always focused, even when he's knowing he's not going to win a title. He's still focused. So AD's health is the only thing left. AD, I believe, will be focused as long as he feels good. <laughs> so uh, that's just, that's what that is. And everybody else will fall in line. Everybody else is they're going to do their role, veterans and all that. And by the way, the whole age thing, it, it, the guys that matter, the two, the three stars, two of them are in the prime. So I don't know, like comparing those guys to the old super teams is stupid. Two of the three stars are in their prime. It, this is not an old team where it, where it matters. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoopheads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. 
Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. It's all about the other players surrounding him. Again, the extreme age in some cases with Carmelo being 37. We've got Dwight Howard in his mid-30s. We've also got Wayne Ellington in his mid-30s. I know a lot of people have been pointing that out. Of course, LeBron is going to be 37 by the time December rolls around. So that's going to be something a lot of people are going to continue to focus on and key on during the course of the season. But we will see how it plays out. I do like the fact that they do have an injection of youth in some good places with Malik Monk who's very young. You've got Kendrick Nunn, who's still, you know, 23, I think, himself. And then, of course, you got 20-year-old THT. Hopefully, THT can live up to that contract, like you said earlier, and be able to go ahead and provide some consistent play. I think that, you know, he's still 20, so you're going to get, it's going to be a little bit of hot and cold with him, but hopefully he can develop into the type of player that can become someone that the team can rely on going forward. I'm looking forward to see if he can go ahead and live up to that contract. But before we head on out, my friend, I know you've been waiting to go ahead and share this to the audience out there. I recently got a chance to talk to the guys from Lakerholics.com, and they shared with me their choices, and I shared mine then as well, of the top 10 Lakers that they thought all time. And it was a very interesting list. It brought out all the Lakers stars from the present, past, and Hopefully future as well. We'll be seeing some great stars coming up in the not too distant future. But my friend, before we head on out, we need to hear your thoughts on an all-time top 10 Lakers team from you, Joe Soro from LakersBall.com. So are we talking by position or just in general? Just just top 10 general. Okay. So position would be even harder. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to make that. Well, that I, I can do both. I can do both. Now here's, here's a little caveat in this. I've had this discussion with certain. I might have had something on on LB about this before, but I don't. I don't think I went into too much detail on it. But to kind of put a little, you know, original spin on this, to me, you have to have at least in the top five. You have to have the top five be only Lakers, which is which is kind of a bummer because you're going to have to take Kareem out. Right. So here's my I'm going to go with the top five. You have to be an all time Laker. And there's really only six guys in terms of great players that are going to be able to fit in there. One is Elgin Baylor. Number two is Jerry West. Well, can you put them in order? Can you put an all time top one ten list into order? Yes. Okay, I'll, let, I'll, I'll start with this, and then I'll get into the order, okay? okay. So all-time greats, I'm talking the guys that are in the rafters, okay? You're talking about Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Kobe Bryant, and uh, George Mikan. People forget about George Mikan because he wasn't an L.A. Laker. He was a Minneapolis Laker, but it's the same franchise. Matter of fact... Elgin Baylor started his career as a Minneapolis Lakers, so the bridge is there. 
Now people look at me and go, you're out of your mind. You never saw George Michael play. I'm like, you're right. I didn't, I didn't see him play, but we're talking about, you, you, you want a list of all-time Lakers. That has, that, that, that has to be how it starts. These are the guys that are all-time Lakers that never played for anyone else. It makes sense. Then after that, you go to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Will Chamberlain. I didn't see Gail Goodrich play. I know he's, he's a retired, he's a Hall of Famer and all that. I feel like he only played, what, six years for the Lakers? He yeah, left. not as long. Yeah. That one is, I don't know. I, I don't know about that one. Uh, and, again, I'm not trying to denigrate his career. You know, I know he was a UCLA guy, and he's got a lot of lineage out in, in L.A. But I, I guess you, you, I, I'd, I'd feel better to say a Paul Gasol, a Jamal Wilkes, before I would say Gail Goodrich. If you're talking about non players obviously is there a greater laker than chick hearn you could argue chick hearn's the greatest laker but top 10 to play it safe to to to, to make the list make sense jerry west uh elgin baylor Kobe. Well, can you put that can you put them in order oh in okay. order oh you want to know yeah. the, the, the greatest yeah, one oh, wow. to ten the first three are going to be really tough i mean really tough and i'll tell you why Jerry West was a great player, was not a bad coach, and the greatest executive in NBA history. He took care of the Lakers in three phases. And then, of course, you had Magic Johnson, who essentially saved the NBA and brought the exact thing, his game, his unique game, only he's ever had. He's like the Barry Sanders of the NBA. The only game you've ever seen. Is, is Magic Johnson there. And you brought it to L.A., you brought it to Hollywood. It was showtime. How do you argue against the Laker who was awesome in all three phases, the Laker who basically built the NBA's soul, and then, of course, Kobe Bryant, who when Rajah Bell clotheslined him, did you know he got death threats from the Mexican mafia? That was no, the I, I don't know if it was actually... The Mexican mafia. Every time they say things out here in Southern California, you know this, Gerald. You know it's it's always some bigger bigger gang that's involved. But nonetheless, he got threats. People in L.A. I don't think they ever loved anyone more than they loved Kobe Bryant. If I wow. have to choose, because I was in the era of where I am, you have to go with Kobe at number one, Magic at number two. Jerry West at number three. But those three can, you could argue those three are, are, are one, two, and three, without a doubt. Then you got, we'll put Kareem at four, and then we're going to put Elgin Baylor at five. So that's your top five Lakers team. And from there, you go to Wilt, you go to Jamal Wilkes, soon to be AD soon to be LeBron, and then Chick Hearn. Is that 10? I think I got 10 there. That's, uh, yeah, that sounds like yeah. it's 10. That would so. be my 10. The, the AD and the LeBron thing is still kind of festering, but they did win a title, So, and they are ridiculously great players, and LeBron is arguably a top five player of all time. So you, you can justify that. You can justify those 
those guys on in the top 10, even though they've only been playing for a short amount of time in LA. The top 10, the top 10 picks uh, for for great players on teams is typically not a, a, a survey I like to take because again, I feel like it's too obvious, especially for the Lakers. I think this would be a better question if it was someone like Portland or Golden State, somewhere where they haven't had the 12th best player in their franchise was probably the greatest of his era. <laughs> I mean, George Mikan was the NBA the first 10 years of that of the league. He, he They had a billboard that said Mikan versus the Knicks. They didn't even put Lakers. They said Mike versus the Knicks. That's how big he was. And I, I like to give a shout out to the old guys, man, because a lot of you know, the old guys made this stuff. They, they, they're, you know, Elgin Baylor, Baylor was the first high flyer. Wasn't Dr. J. You know, wasn't Michael Jordan. It wasn't those, it wasn't Pete Maravid. It was, it was, it was Elgin Baylor. You know, he's the one that got off the air and did his thing. So those guys had amazing game. They, they, they put their stamp in the NBA, and they obviously became Laker legends, which the Lakers and the Celtics, unfortunately, the Celtics, those are the guys that built this this amazing league, and here we are still talking about all these guys. What, what is it now, 70 years later? There you go. Maybe even. Almost so 70, we'll, 70. So we'll, uh, let, me get, let me get your thought. Let me go ahead and, and make sure and clarify this for one last time. So for your all-time top 10. So you have Kobe at number oh, one. Was that correct? I'll tell you right now. Yeah. So it's Kobe, Magic, Jerry West, Kareem, and Elgin Baylor is the top five. Then you had Jamal Wilkes, Will Chamberlain. I left off Shaq, which was dumb. I'd say Shaq, Pau Gasol, Jamal Wilkes, Will Chamberlain. I think that's that's 10. That was a dumb move on my part. I don't know how the hell I left Shaq out. We have Kobe at number one, Magic at number two, West at number three, Kareem at number four, Elgin at number five. You have uh, number six. You mentioned at number six. You, you could put you could put Wilt at number six. No, put put Shaq at number six. Put Shaq at number six. Okay. And then you can go Wilt at number seven. Jamal Wilkes at eight. Pau Gasol at nine, and then Chick Hearn at ten. Okay. Say LeBron and AD, and I shouldn't have said LeBron and AD yet. There's way too many guys that that belong on that top ten list before those guys get on yet. They might get on there next year. You you'll replace Pau Gasol with AD, and then LeBron. You know, at that point, you got to replace Jamal Wilkes at that point with LeBron. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. 
Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars. Click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that's an interesting list. A very good one indeed. I really appreciate you taking the time to do so. And we would love to hear your thoughts, whether it's on LakersBall.com or if you want to go ahead and give us a shout out at LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, at LakersFastBreak on Twitter. You can go ahead and send me your list and I'll read them on the air for your all-time top 10 Lakers in order. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that at LakersFastBreak on Twitter, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com or Give it a big shout out on LakersBall.com. I mean, that's a great source of conversation there that could last for days on end because the conversations on that, the going back and forth, who's better, who's not. We're not even talking about the rest of the NBA. We're just talking about Lakers alone because, like you said, it, the Lakers are such a storied franchise, an individual which shaped the early course of the NBA history, like George Mikan. He hasn't even on your list. He's not on my list. He was only on uh, our, the youngest individual that on our Lakerholics.com crew, 19-year-old Spencer Young. He was the only one that actually put him on the list. So it was funny because of all the individuals that did have him on the list, it was the youngest individual that would have never even had a chance to see him play, actually put him on the list. But to see him there, to see him among these mentioned, just tells you how deep it is with all the names. I mean, there's so many individuals that – that we could go ahead and put, like you said, LeBron and AD, if they get another title, I'm sure they're going to be start to be thought of in that realm. But I'll tell you what, that's a great list. And again, if anybody out there wants to go ahead and share their list at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com, or be part of the conversation today at LakersBall.com. I mean, yeah, I know you guys talk about a lot of stuff there. Before Pagasol, you know, again, a, a true power forward. The true, the true power forward. There, there was you. You could argue that the best Laker power forward by position was before Pau Gasol came to the Lakers was uh, Vern Mickelson of the Minneapolis Lakers. That he, he was he was the power forward in the Laker organization that that played that position. You had an argument there that that he might have been that that spot in that spot. Obviously, it's changed in the last thirteen years, but. You gotta, you gotta mention those guys. You gotta mention the old Lakers. You gotta mention the old Celtics and St. Louis, Car- St. Louis Hawk teams, and and even the Rod- Rochester Royals, who are now the Sacramento Kings. They won a championship in the fifties. You know these guys. I know they played in an era where there was only seven, eight teams, sometimes nine teams, but it's still, it's still a part of the of, of the league, and you gotta give those guys. You got to give those guys the credit because they helped build this thing. Uh, they they had no choice in how teams were built and who could who they could play. It, it always it's been cracking me up with this whole bubble thing. People are there's some whispers that they're still saying, well, that wasn't a real playoff run, you know. Or the Dodgers when they only played 60 games last year. I'm like, well, everybody played with the same rules. They can't help that, you know. If you're gonna find every excuse in the in the book to not verify a championship oh well they only paid uh 62 66 games in 2012 okay but everyone else did it was an even playing field so you got to give those guys credit 
and I, and I brought their, their names up for that. We get stuck in revisionist history. You know, everybody thinks, oh, Lakers, uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. No, no, even with the title, no. Heck, I left out Michael Cooper, you know, because he's not in the Hall of Fame. I want to talk about phenomenal Lakers. Very short list of guys that are going to be better Lakers than Michael Cooper. So, again, you're – there's too many. There, there were way too many. Way too many on this team. We have, I don't know how many statues outside, and there's going to be more, you know, and I, we are very lucky. I'm, I'm very lucky that my dad chose the Lakers growing up because uh, I couldn't imagine being any other fan. Obviously, I wouldn't have known any better, but shoot, I, I was born in Detroit. My dad could have been a Pistons fan, but he's pretty smart. Moved to California when I was young and picked the right teams. <laughs> Well, we still have Lakers fans in Detroit. We got Lakers fans. Oh, actually, hold on, hold on. But the irony in saying that is, you know what the Lakers' original team was called? What was that? Their nose. It wasn't the Minneapolis Lakers. The original franchise was called the Detroit Gems, and they obviously relocated for financial reasons, like most of the professional teams back then. But their original name, their original city, was in Detroit, and their and their names were were the Gems. I went online to look at to see if there was any kind of footage or any kind of box score. There was this small picture of, I think it was right underneath the basket where you could see the Gems jersey name on the guy that's that was playing. So yeah, little uh, little history on on the Lakers that we we did actually. I, I did. My team started out where I was born, and here we are now. After well, I'm 43, so after 43 years, you know, we kind of share, share the same history in a way. So it was meant to be, I think. <laughs> it was definitely meant to be. But before we head on out, my friend, I do want to go ahead and make sure you get the chance and opportunity to go ahead and give a big shout out to everyone there at LakersBall.com. They do a great job of keeping the conversation flowing at LakersBall.com. But please, you've been the guy that's had a lot of experience and spent a lot of time there. Tell everybody why you enjoy so much LakersBall.com. Well, again, it's it's I'd say the most enjoyable part is you is is always during the season. I shouldn't say that. There are two parts that I absolutely love, and they're almost equal in, in quality. One is when free agency starts, that place is is it's it, it has the energy like you can't even you can't, just can't compare, you know, it, the NBA free agency feeling is, is the best. It's the best off season in any sport. It just, it just has constant action and people post and tweets and people signing and this, it's just, it's almost just as interesting as the regular season game. Sometimes that right there, when we're on, on the page and we're up, you, you can tell there's a lot of people on there, a lot of activity going on and a lot of good vibes, got a lot of, Oh, I can't believe he went here. Oh, I can't believe he went there. Just really good dialogue, really good energy, and just fun. Fun to see the element of surprise and 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 saying, yeah, that makes sense. And, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy went over there. Great, great environment. And then, of course, the other part is when the season's going on, we have a game time thread where it's real time, a dialogue during the game. My favorite internet thing ever. 
it just it's just so much fun. You're sitting there, you're making jokes, you put a funny gif on there. People are saying this, people are saying that. We're getting our butts kicked in a game and we're still cracking jokes. That part is it that, that's the part that I love about this site. It, it it I almost want to anytime any event happens, I want to be on there and talk to everybody. You know, forget about the Laker game. Let's just get on there and talk. Like when when the uh the Field of Dreams baseball game happened. I, I found out later that that actually was being done. I've been so busy. I hadn't had a chance to really register that that was going on. When I ended up finding out that, that they did that, and I was just in awe. I was like, wow, who the heck thought of this idea? And the way the game ended, I can only – and I was imagining, like, imagine if you're typing away with your friends. Because I, I don't consider, you know, my – my friends there at Laker Ball, just Laker people. They're just good people. I, I enjoy their company online. And those are the things that really, really make it much so, so unique. And there's a little bit of me saying that at some point there's going to be a, an influx of, of, of people that are going to see that and enjoy it. And I just hope it doesn't get to a point where it gets so saturated that it turns into my, what is it? I have an app. It's a score app where when you see the dialogue chat on that, it's 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 just going page by page. There's no point in typing. So yeah. I hope a little of me says, "Yeah, I want people to come and join in and you know enjoy the stuff." But at the same time, the other half is like, eh, "Don't be don't have too many people come here, otherwise this whole thing gets ruined." You have a good set of fifteen or twenty people that are on there that that'll have some good dialogue going back and forth. I don't want two thousand people on there dial typing to the point where you're just you, all you're reading is the page going by every every you know two seconds. So yeah, that's that's where I stand on that, and it's not likely again that there's no way I'm probably going to any other Lakers site, no matter what. It's that's my spot. My plan with the podcast and with you, Gerald, is to is to is to at least help help in bringing maybe something different to the to the media side of the Laker thing. Whether and, and a lot of a lot of my my peeps out there are going to, you know, eventually get involved in this and we're all going to benefit and enjoy this and, 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 and really, really, really be the, the voice and the, the attitude of the Lakers, which eh, they don't really need, really need a lot. There's a lot of psychopaths out there that are Lakers. <laughs> this is true, my friend. So, all, you, I mean, they, all you need to do yeah. is just venture into Twitter and you'll find yeah. exactly Yeah, that. Twitter, Twitter is a... Twitter is really good during free agency. After that, it's trash because you have a bunch of random people who think they have a forum to do whatever they want, right? Which, again, it's America. I, I get it. You have to also know, you know, yourself. You have to have some common sense and understand. Get some information first before you get offended by things. That's a that's a big thing in, in my world is, you know, being offended is is a weakness. To me, I don't care. Um, you know, if it's not true, then what difference does it make? Am I going to get upset because someone thinks something's going on? No. Just like the Lakers. Everybody thinks they're old, okay? And I'm sitting there going, they're not. They're not old where it matters. Where it matters is you got two of your stars that are in their prime, and then you got young guys like THT and Monk and, and none. You got five guys right there that are going to be integral parts of this game and then you've got another three or five that are vets this is an evenly balanced team 
It's just that the old guys are really old, you know, especially the, the bottom half, you know, guys like Dwight, guys like Ariza. No, no, I'm not. Again, I'm, again, in the end, it's about the results. So we're going to find out in 10 months, nine months, whatever it is, during this year, or maybe we might find out in eight months. I don't know. It depends on, obviously, when they get when they finish. But we're going to find out. We're going to see what the results are. And then at that point, we can judge where – where it is, and in the it's still though in the end, and I said this in the last uh, show we that we did. I I am going to pat Jeannie, Rob, Frank, and the whole you know, organization on the back and say, you know what, you tried, you tried, you, you you did everything you could. You don't win it. You guys weren't good enough, but you tried, and let's try to see if we can do it the following year. So we'll go from there. We will go from there indeed. But check out what Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soro, is doing today and in the coming days at LakersBall.com. Well, Joe, I cannot thank you enough for sharing your thoughts on today's program. It truly was a pleasure speaking to you again. I look forward to our next conversation here in the coming weeks and months coming up. We're going to go ahead and talk Lakers and the NBA. Looking forward to that. But any last thoughts on the way out? I'm looking forward to you getting back and we're going to be doing, we're, we're going to be doing some fun shows in the next few months. So let's come back and let's, let's get, let's keep the ball rolling. Absolutely. Indeed. Once again, it's Joe Soro. You can catch him today as ox1947 at lakersball.com. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening. We truly appreciate it. Once again, if you have any questions for us, lakersfastbreak at yahoo.com or at lakersfastbreak on Twitter. You can always go ahead and share your top 10 Lakers list with me and I'll share them on the air. Or if you can, and if you want to, LakersBall.com is a great place to go to share your thoughts on the all-time top 10 Lakers. I know that'll start a big conversation there. So if you can't, go ahead and do so there or with us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. I want to give a big shout out before we head on out to Tiffany, Ralph, Elton, JC, and Robin for sharing their big thumbs up on Facebook Again, you can catch us all the time for the latest news and information on the Lakers at Lakers Fast Break on Facebook and, of course, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter as well. But, Joe, it's been great having you on the show. I cannot thank you enough. Looking forward to having you back on once again right here at the Lakers Fast Break podcast. <laughs>